Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Esports Report. I am your lovely host, Ashley Hodge. And as you can see, my setup has changed a little bit. This is my, my streaming and recording setup. I recently started posting uh, video games, me playing video games on my own personal channel. It is called Ashley Plays Games. And literally the channel is I play games that I like. So currently I'm playing Hearthstone uh, because I'm getting ready to coach it for the upcoming season. And I'm also playing Phasmophobia. <laughs> I'm also playing Phasmophobia. If you'd like to check that out, you know, feel, feel free to go check it out. Like and subscribe. Also feel free to like and subscribe to this channel too. It won't hurt my feelings a bit. So let's go ahead and talk about what we're doing in this episode. This is going to be a long episode, so strap in. Today, we are going to review the Play Versus High School Competition Rulebook. I think it is very important because literally the 2022-2023 esports season is starting Monday. At the time of this recording, it is the Saturday before the season starts. So I wanted to get these episodes out this week. Which is going to be a lot of work now that I pause and think about it, but you're worth it. So, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started. Uh, so, I'm going to make myself teeny tiny right here in this box. Uh, podcast viewers where I have no idea what I'm... Viewers. Podcast listeners where I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, so, there I am. I'm in my teeny tiny box down here in the corner. I will post this link so you can get to the competition rulebook fairly easily. All right, so strap in because this is about to be long, okay? Uh, so this was updated yesterday by Reed. So introduction and purpose. These official rules of the Play versus High School Esports League apply to each of the teams that have registered and met the requirements for the 2022-2023 school year, as well as their head coach, assistant coaches, vice principals, athletic directors, starters, substitutes, collectively, team members, and other teams. The 2022-2023 school year will be divided into two halves. So there are two seasons per year, okay? Each season consists of three phases, an optional preseason. I never participate in preseason unless I'm starting a brand new game. And then if I'm starting a brand new game, I do participate in preseason because I want to make sure that by the time regular season rolls around, I am able to set a matchup, not have any internet connections, make sure I got the lobby set up the correct way, things like that. And then there is a regular season. There are playoffs, which will be at the conclusion of the regular season. And then you have your state championship. And the schedule can be found on the Play Versus website. So basically, if I go to the Play Versus website, playvs.com, you go to Esports 101, you go to Resources, you can find this information. There it is right there, Fall 2022 season. Uh, and there's the Fall 22 schedule. Okay. So here are the dates, the most important dates. Enrollment started at 03-28-22. Registration deadline for most leagues was 9-21-22. Um, if you're a CHSAA school, it's 9-16-22. Or if you're a BCSS school, it's 9-28-22. And you will know if you were one of those schools. Play VS would have told you. Uh, Preseason, the week is 9-05-22. Uh, 
regular season, week of 9, 26, 22. So that is next week, boys and girls, young men and women. Uh, playoffs is the week of 11, 28, 22, and it will be every day that week. And then fall championship, the week of 12, 12, 22. And then here is your weekly schedule. So this lets you know what games are played on what days. Uh, basically, um, Monday it says all titles. It says practice days are optional during the regular season on Mondays from 4 to 7 p.m. So if you want to have a practice, you can have it on Monday. Coaches and players will receive in-app notifications and coaches will be able to join the practice queue. Uh, so you can practice against other teams uh, in the eSport that you're playing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Tuesdays is League of Legends and Splatoon 3. Wednesdays is Super Smash Ultimate. And... Oh, Wednesdays is also NBA 2K 2023. I was looking at that because I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> because I have students who are playing in NBA 2K and I told them they're playing Wednesday. That is following its own separate schedule. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Thursday is Rocket League, Madden, Mario Kart, 8 Deluxe, and Hearthstone. So Thursday is where most of your games are taking place. And NBA 2K, um, it's following its own season because the new game actually releases mid-September. So if you click right here, the fall NBA 2K schedule, it will tell you that these games are played on Wednesday. And match times for all games are 4 o'clock. For NBA 2K, the exemption is Texas Region at 4.30. So, and then here's the enrollment dates for NBA 2K. Enrollment started on 3-28-2022. Registration deadline was 9-30-2022, so you still have, have time to sign up for that. Uh, Preseason is 9-26-2022 to 10-03-2022. Regular season is 10-10-22 to 11-14-2022. So, I'm going to tell you guys that I do right here that I do charge my students uh, a sports fee to play. Uh, it's 80, I don't charge them $80, but the play versus fee for students to play is $80 if you did not get the early bird special. Um, I charge my students $30 per season. My NBA 2K players, I only charge 20. And this is how I come up with what I charge them. Uh, for So for NBA 2K, their season is only two months. So it's $10 a month. All my other esports, their season is three months, so I charge them $10 a month for three months. And then any money that I need left over, I just fundraise the rest. But I wanted to bring that up because this date reminded me of that. Uh, Thanksgiving break is 11-21-2022. So NBA 2K will still be going on after Thanksgiving. Playoffs are 12-5 uh, to 12-9. So if your team makes playoffs, prepare to be doing a playoff game every day of that week. And then fall championship is 12-12-2022. So the fall championship will actually align with the other esports championships. So there you go. So let's go back to the rule book. So these rules apply only to official play versus sponsored events and not to other competitions. Uh, additional rules may be released regarding playoffs. Um, and so it talks about, you know, the, how the rules are designed to have integrity. They're supposed to benefit everybody. And, you know, um, let, let, let's just move on to the actual table of contents. Because I don't want to read everything. I want to summarize a lot. 
All right, so acceptance of the official rules is the first thing we're going to look at. Uh, acceptance. Each participant must agree to these rules, codes of conduct, the team, uh, the play versus terms and service to participate in the play versus high school esports league. You may accept these official rules in one of the following methods. Uh, register to participate in a play versus league. Participate in any match that is a part of the play versus league. So basically, when you sign up, when you play, you are agreeing to the rules set forth by play versus. Uh, team member eligibility. Student enrollment. No player shall be considered eligible to, to participate in any high school esports games before enrolling in and attending the high school associated with their team. Exceptions will be determined by the school and the league officials, which are solely defined as play versus league staff members. This shall not, however, pre prevent teams from allowing unenrolled students to participate in practices. Now, uh, GHSA has its own specific rule set about this that we covered in the bylaws. So if you want to know about that, you can go back to the bylaws episode and check that out. Um, basically, to be eligible to compete in a high school esports team through play versus, each player must satisfy all the requirements that are outlined below. All right, so we're talking about participation eligibility. Um, each player must be 13 years of age or older. And that is strictly coming from the rating of the games. Uh, basically, to play these games... Legally, you have to be 13 years or older. Um, Play Versus does not do like a middle school league, like the National Federation or GSF or the High School Esports League that I'm aware of. So some of your ninth graders, I think, will be about 13, 14. So ninth graders and up can play. Um, academic eligibility. Each player must be... Uh, submitted proof to the coach prior to being added to an active roster. He or she will meet the GPA, that's the grade point average, required to participate in the play versus sport as determined by their state association and or school. Additionally, each player must satisfy any and all attendance policies put in place by their school or athletic di director. That's pretty standard. And we Again, we went over that in the GHSA bylaws episode. You can go and check that out. Or you can just go to ghsa.com Calm and, and, you know, read the bylaws for yourself. Uh, competitive eligibility. Each player must have a Play Versus account and an active game account in the eSports for which they are competing. Each player must be eligible to play with no current suspensions or bans issued by, by the league officials. Alternate accounts may not be used for Play Versus matches. Players may only play on the account that is connected in the Play Versus settings. Uh, so basically, your student, if they play Rocket League, they have to link their Rocket League account to their Play Versus account, and that's the only account they can play on. Uh, last year, one of my League of Legends students decided to change their name and didn't update it in Play Versus, and when they played in a ranked match... Uh, the match got quarantined and we ended up having to forfeit despite the fact that we won because that student decided to change their name and I didn't catch it. So just be aware of that. <laughs> be aware that that is a thing and can't happen to you. Uh, all right, let's talk about roster rules. Uh, roster requirements. All teams must have the minimum numbers of players in a roster to play in their respective titles. So basically, if you're playing Rocket League, you should have three players because that's how many players you need to play. League of Legends, it's five. Hearthstone, it is three. Super Smash, it's three. 
Madden NBA 2K is one. Mario Kart is four. Okay. And uh, right here it says the roster requirements for each esport can be found in their respective rule books. So down later, we're going to come across the respective rule books for each of the different game titles that are offered. All right, coach, we have to define what a coach is and what a coach is not. So each team is required to have a coach who is considered the official coach for the team. It is suggested that each team designate a head coach for match May day. A match day communication. The coach will be listed on the Play Versus website. All right, so the coach must be a faculty member unless otherwise determined by the individual state association or athletic director. Furthermore, a coach cannot be a starting player, substitute player, or active player. Additionally, a coach must be 18 years of age or older and may not enroll as a student in a high school. Coaches will not be required to be on site for every official game that the team participates in unless dictated by the school's administration, district, and athletic association. So if you are in Georgia, you physically have to be in that room with the students. We've already talked about this in a previous episode. Virtually, you must be present during the games. And the coach can only represent one school. Coaches may be affiliated with another school. However, the eligibility of the coach will be at the discretion of the league officials, the state association, and it will be determined by a case-by-case basis. Now, in the event that a coach is relieved of his or her position, an interim coach can be designated until a full-time coach is found. If the coach is unable to supervise a game, the principal, athletic director, or coach must designate an interim coach to be presented virtually or physically if you're in Georgia to monitor the match. All right, now let's talk about roster submissions. All starting players must be registered to a team and must have title-specific accounts connected before scheduled matches are to begin. So all your students must be registered, they must be on a starting roster, and they should have their game account connected to their Play Versus account. Uh, Players may only compete in one team per competitive title in each scheduled week, including substitutions. Substitutions will be located in the bench player list. Coaches must verify enrollment and all other players required by match day. In the event that a coach elects to modify the starting roster, the coach must change their starting roster on play versus. Uh, That was a problem last year. We did have, um, we would play somebody and the kids would tell me that person wasn't on their roster because we looked it up. Who is this? And so... What you have to do with your starting players and any kind of subs, they have to be on the active roster before game day. Okay, uh, all play versus uh, rosters are locked one week before the start of their playoffs. Once rosters are locked, the coaches are unable to add any players to their starting roster or bench. So make sure if you are in playoffs, if you have had teams eliminated, you put those eliminated students as substitutes on your bench in case some of your players don't show up because that has happened to me in playoff matches. And it is big sad when it happens. All right, player in game name. So this is basically what your students are calling themselves in their game. This is like their account name. Uh, In game names may include uppercase letters, lowercase letters, numbers zero through nine, underscores, or single spaces between words only. 
Any in-game names may not contain vulgarities, obscenities, or offensive language. In-game names must be unique. All in-game names must be approved by the coach in advance of use of play. In-game names found in violation of Rule 3.5 will be required to be changed at the expense of the account owner. So basically, in a lot of games, if you want to change your name, you have to pay. Uh, or you have to make a completely new account. So don't have bad things in your names. Okay? I don't solve that problem. Uh, all game names are linked to specific game titles. Must be matched at match time. And uh, basically, if you're calling yourself Puddin' Pop in uh, Hearthstone, and that's the account you play on, that account needs to be linked to your Battle.net account in Play Versus so they can verify that that is your account and you're the one playing it. Uh, team names. Uh, again, same thing as above. Uh, please don't, you know, put any, you know, bad words or obscenities or offensive language. Team names may not be changed during the season. So once the season starts, the teams are kind of stuck with those names. Uh, player equipment. This is the equipment that you will need to play each game. And it's telling you that the equipment required for each esport can be found in their rulebook, which we will find below. Uh, so league structure. Here's the league structure. This is a definition of terms. Uh, game. An instance of competition that is played until a winner is determined by one of the following methods, whichever occurs first. A. Completion of the countdown timer or objective achieved. B. Team surrender. Or C. Team forfeit. A set. A series of games that is played until one player wins a majority of the total games. E.g. winning two games out of three. Best of three. The winning player will receive a win tally in favor of their team for the match. Match. A group of set that is played until one team wins the majority of the total sets. I.e. winning two sets out of three. Best of three. Winning team will either receive a win tally in a league format or advance to the next round in a tournament format. Phase. A section of scheduled league play that compromises a season. There are three distinct phases. Preseason, regular season, playoffs. Each phase has its own league. See section 5.2 for more details. Season. Scheduled league play that will occur over an approximate three-month period of time. Each season will consist of three phases. A. Optional preseason. B. Required regular season. C. Playoffs, which conclude or occur at the conclusion of the regular season and will lead to the state championship. And then you have the state championship, which is awesome. Uh, Georgia does an in-person state championship. So if you ever have the opportunity, you should definitely go and see what that's like. Um, for the past two years, they have held it at the West Georgia University um, Athletic Complex. And it's been really cool. I think that that's been the best one so far uh, in terms of like presentation. Uh, MDS was really, really cool. And the only problem I had with the MDS state championship is we were there for a really long time. And there was no like way to buy food or snacks if you got hungry. And it was... It's not like MDS was out of the way, but it took a while to like go and drive and get food and then bring it back. 
So at, um, you can tell what's important to me. I need, I need to make sure that there's food on hand because <laughs> I like to eat. Uh, but no, at West Georgia, they actually had a concession stand that was open the entire time that the event was going on, which was nice. And, uh, the setup was really cool. They had like a whole professional team that was doing the broadcast. So that was really cool. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about these phase details now that I'm done with my tangent. Uh, so you have preseason again. I don't really participate in preseason unless I'm starting a, a new game and I need to, you know, figure out how it works. Uh, but this phase consists of each team enrolling in a league to compete up to three official practice weeks. Preseason matches formats between each team will be dependent on the eSport title teams are participating in. Results of this match will not be recorded. However, this match is required in order to properly test equipment and player game connections. Regular season. This phase consists of teams competing in a state or region in a season format against opponents within their league. Season matching formats between each teams will be dependent on the eSport titles the teams are participating in. Ranked in the league will be determined by each team's win-loss ratio. Wins and losses from each matches will be added to the team's regular season standing. And then playoff eligibilities. So this is new. We actually talked about this in the rule changes uh, episode that I recently did. So playoff eligibility. Uh, Teams that miss or forfeit more than two regular season matches will not be eligible for playoffs. These teams may still compete to the rest of regular season, but they will not be seeded in the playoff bracket. So make sure that your students know and understand that. Okay, I have stressed to my students that it doesn't matter if you're in the number one spot. If your team could not compete in two matches, you will not be seated in playoffs. And that's sad. You know, not not that that's a rule, but that my students, you know, they didn't take it seriously and somebody didn't show up for whatever reason and it's their fault that they're not in playoffs. So just make sure you stress that to your students so they understand. Uh, Playoffs. The top 50% of the teams in each league will advance to playoffs. In the event the top 50% uh, 50 of teams does not fall on a standard bracket count, 64, 32, 16, 8, the number of teams will be rounded down to the nearest bracket count. No more than 64 teams will advance to playoffs in a single season. Only a maximum of two eligible teams per school may make playoffs. If both teams from the same school make it to the semifinals in the playoff bracket, they will be paired up against one another regardless of which side of the bracket they are currently on. Playoff brackets will be adjusted accordingly before the semifinal matches without affecting the match day schedule. Um, So that is new. Basically, they only want one team per school to advance in the semifinals. And regardless of where you are in the bracket, they will put you against one another and one of your teams will eliminate the other. Uh, 5.24 is the finals. Uh, The match consisting of two teams from each league as decided by playoffs. The final match format will be dependent on the esports title teams that they are participating in. And these can be found in the rule books for each game below. Uh, Regular season tiebreakers. The ranking of the teams will be determined by the standings of wins and losses. In the event that multiple teams are tied in the standings and the conclusion of the regular seasons, the teams will be seeded by the following process. Okay, match performance. 
This looks at the number of matches, wins, and ties. Play VS score, how early you win and how often you win, and well as the strength of your Swiss schedule. Series performance. The look at the numbers of series wins and then considers the series losses. Game performance. This looks at the number of games wins and then considers the game losses. Coin flip lotto. Random selection of who goes based on the number of teams tied. For more information about tiebreakers and standings can be found here. So I will click on that because that is important because sometimes you do end up with tiebreakers and you're like okay if i'm tied for first place with this other team how do we determine like which team is better so this is their rule book for that i'll also save this link and post it so you can get to it easier uh so summary if teams are tied so this is about tiebreakers play vs will use the tiebreaker system to determine mid-rank season or sorry mid-season rank weekly match pairings and playoff seeds all tiebreakers considered are assessed in this order, starting with match performance, and then the next tiebreaker consideration is only assessed if there's still a tie in all the previous tiebreakers. In the last tiebreaker consideration, coin flip is, the, is only assessed for playoff seedings where two or more teams are tied through all other tiebreaker considerations. So the first tiebreaker is match performance. This will look at the number of matches, wins, and ties. And whoever has more wins, I'm betting, is the one that goes forward. That, that's what I'm taking with that. Second tiebreaker, play VS score. Your Swiss performance, which includes how early and often you win your matches in the season and the strength of your Swiss schedule. So that means it depends on who you were paired against and how early you won and how often you won. So if you're playing a bunch of little rinky-dink easy uh, schools that have like horrible win-loss ratios, that's actually going to end up hurting you with the tiebreaker versus somebody who had a really hard Swiss schedule. Now, can you control that? No, but that is what they are using. Uh, third tiebreaker, series performance, where applicable, looks at the numbers of series wins and then considers series losses. Fourth tiebreaker, game performance, looks at the number of games wins and then consider game losses. Fifth tiebreaker, coin flip lotto. So just coin flip it and hope for the best is that last one. Um, so important, please note that some of these tiebreakers only apply to specific esports and not to all esports titles. And then FAQ, why did we choose these tiebreakers in this order? Uh, starting with the fall 2021, there were 5,470 teams at the end of the regular season. After applying our tiebreaker strategy, oh, that's spelled wrong strategy. 46% <laughs> of the teams were still tied. The percent is important because the rankings of these teams would ultimately be decided by a random coin flip, which was stated in our rules, but not an ideal outcome. To reduce the randomness, we implemented another tiebreaker, Swiss score, tiebreaker two, for each team based on the ranking system used in a Swiss system tournament. After applying this at the end of the regular season, the percentage remained tied with 16%. We felt this was a great addition to our tiebreaker rules and had a clear impact on standings and playoff seats. At the end of the regular season for spring 2022, there were a total of 7,148 teams. 
with the Swiss scoring system, only 12.7 of these teams were still tied after applying the tiebreakers. Sorry, guys, my camera went off. I don't know why it does this. I've turned settings where it shouldn't do that, and yet it still does. So something that I got to figure out. <laughs> Uh, where was I? However, we were still not where we wanted to be when it came to tiebreakers and reducing coin flips. As we proceed in fall 2022, we'll be adding a new component based on the strength of the schedule. In combination with the Swiss score, strength of the schedule will be utilized to create a new play VS score tiebreaker. If we retroactively applied this to our fall 2022 and spring 22 season, we found that only 1.2 and 0.8 teams would have remained tied, respectively, which solves most of the remaining coin flips. With this increased playtime all around, we're super excited to see the impacts. What is Swiss performance and how does it work? Swiss performance is a team's performance in a Swiss schedule phase. This type of schedule pairs teams with similar skilled opponents as the season goes on. To help track a team's Swiss score performance, we use the play versus score discussed below. What is a play versus score and how is it calculated? Uh, the play versus score is a tiebreaker based on a team's Swiss performance. Unlike other tiebreakers that mainly look at win-loss values, the play versus score instead looks at when those wins happened in a season and the strength of the opponents in those matches. The play versus score is the balance required to match some teams with higher-ranked opponents and others with lower-ranked opponents. Uh, do ties occur more often in the standings earlier in the season? Yes. Due to the unlimited amount of games that have been played, factors like play versus score haven't had enough data to separate teams apart. Sorry. I just heard a weird sound. This means that other tiebreakers will be used to distinguish which teams will be seated higher. Uh, what happens if multiple teams from the same match record play versus score and game record? During the regular season, teams will be shown to have the same standing as one another in this situation. With the regular season ending and the league goes into playoffs, the ties will be broken by coin flips determined by the playoff entry and placement. Why do standings move around so much early in the season? It comes down to how much data is available early in the season and how much a second or third match can really impact that data for a team's rank. As more data is gathered week to week, standings will be settled give more, and give more accurate representation of a team's current placement in the league. And then finally, can you provide an example of how tiebreakers will work through the season? Team A. Match record, 5 wins, 2 losses. Game record, 15 7. Team B, match record 5 wins, 2 losses, game record 17-4. With only this data above, Team B will be placed in a higher rank. However, this is where the play versus score becomes required. Team A won their first 5 matches, going into Week 6 undefeated. In Week 6, they versed. Sounds weird. They versed. They they went against another undefeated team. Team A lost this match and went into Week 7 as a 5-1 where they versed another 5-1 team. 
Team A also lost this match, giving them their season 5-2 season rank. Team B had a rough start, losing their first two matches, and who would later become rank 10 and rank 16. Going into week 3, they were 0-2 and versed another 0-2 team. Team B would have gone on a winning streak versus other teams with similar records. 0-2, 1-2, 2-2, 3-2, and 4-2. The highest ranked team that B versed was ranked 10 that they lost against. With this data in mind, around the strength of each team's schedule based on when they won their matches and the opponents they had, the play versus score would be the tiebreaker in Team A's favor. While having head-to-head matches might seem like the best way to do a tiebreaker, there is just not enough time in the season, especially if it ends with three plus way ties. Tiebreakers like the play versus scores are needed to make the hard decisions. As a reminder, both A and B will always be ranked above any 4-3 record match team and below any 6-1 record match team. Whew, so there's that. Match day protocols. Our match day coaches will be expected to have their teams ready to play by their league's regular match time, regardless of the opponent's status. So that means by 4 o'clock, your teams need to be ready to play. Um, Even if your team shows up or your opponent's team is TBD to be announced. A new opponent will be found and assigned during the match time in order to make sure that a match is still played. Failing to show up during the expected time or within 30 minutes will result in a forfeit. Coaches will be required to use the match page's queue system if their opponent is shown as TBD in order to find their opponent for the day. So make sure that your kids are up and ready to go and everything is working by 4.30. If you sign in at 4.31, you are late and the match is forfeited. And I'll be honest with you, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm really ready to go home because I've had a long day teaching and I know that other coaches feel that way. So just make sure that if you are having technical issues that you reach out to the coach prior. Um, I know one time everything was working fine. I checked everything in sixth period before esports started. And then suddenly our connection went down because IT was running tests and forgot that we had game day. So as soon as I realized what happened, I contacted the coach. I started getting in contact with IT and we were ready to go by 430. So I know that was frustrating for the other coach who, you know, was probably like, all right, boys, get ready. It's time to go. We're wrapping it up. And then I pop up. So, you know, sometimes that happens. But please do not ask coaches to wait for you until five or six. It's just not going to happen. Uh, they may be extremely nice, uh, but I'm not waiting around till five or six. I'm sorry, because I want to get home and enjoy my life. Not that I don't enjoy esports, but I do enjoy being home quite a bit more. Uh, so let's talk about match reschedules now that I've gone off on my tangent. Uh, the only time a match does not need to be completed at the post of time is if a reschool uh reschool re reschedule request has been made using the play versus platform. The request must be accepted by both coaches before the original match day and time. So if you can't make that day, reach out to the coach before match day and try to make a reschedule. Uh player commitment. Uh participation teams must be available for the full match link estimation of two hours. A match may start later. (laughs) 
as 30 minutes after the initial start time. A player or team unable to participate for the full estimated match length, league officials may rule against the team and end of disputes during the match. Okay, so again, listen, I'll wait for you until 4.30. But if you're late, I'm not waiting around two hours. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that's not fair to me. That's not fair to my students. And I don't care what this is. I don't think that they can rule against you um, if the enemy or the opponent team shows up an hour late to a match and wants to play. Like, I get that you want to play, but you should have been on time. Because uh, I don't live in the town that I teach in. I know a lot of teachers don't. It takes me a little bit to get home. And again, I, I like being home with my, my cats and my husband. So, go, go with that and deal with that as you will. Uh, grace period, all matches are expected to start within 30 minutes of the original match date. Teams should do their best to start at the shown match time, but we understand things may come up. If a team fails to show up again, play within 30 minutes, they will be subject to possible penalty, penalties from league officials and such as an automatic loss for the match. Teams using the match queue feature, the grace period begins at the original match schedule time, not at the time for which you are paired with the opposing team. Teams using match queue are expected to be ready to play as soon as the opponent is found. Uh, Pre-match setup. Any official communication between coaches before match day should be done through the play versus match lobby chat. Okay, so I guess they don't want us emailing each other anymore, which is fine. I'll I'll use the, the M-game chat. Uh, that way there's a record so I can understand why, why they would want that. I didn't know that. Good to know. Uh, coaches and players should join the match lobby chat using the play versus platform. Excuse me. 30 minutes before their scheduled matches. This will allow for teams to communicate their readiness or any delays to each other ahead of time. Additionally, the match lobby chat should only be used for any communication needed between the team players as required by their individual esport title rules. Coaches will be expected to have their teams ready to play each match day during the season as per their league schedule. If an opponent has not been assigned due to any reason, the team must still show up to play. The play versus platform will guide the coach through the process using the match queue to get a new opponent assigned to play during that slotted time. Failure to show up at match time and use the queue system if an opponent is TBD will result in a forfeit for the team. Buys will be assigned if the match queue system does not find an opponent within 30 minutes of the scheduled match start time. In order to receive a buy, a team must stay in the queue throughout the entire time. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. And that's just a personal thing. That's not... Because, <laughs> again, you might think that I'm heartless, but I just... <laughs> After a long day of teaching, I just want to go home. And I enjoy esports. I really do. But sometimes it's just a lot. <laughs> Especially when you're doing multiple games. Um, This year, I'm actually by myself. Uh, I do have like some assistant coaches that have helped me in previous years, but they're really going to only step in if like I can't be at a match uh, for some reason, which in November, if you're playing against my teams, there's going to be a time where I'm not going to be able to be available and you will have to talk to my assistant coaches who have promised me they will 
help me <laughs> during that week, I will actually be at GACTI presenting uh, my esports research. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Because, you know, or maybe maybe you don't know, I'm actually writing a dissertation right now for my PhD. And it is about esports. So it's really cool to go to an academic conference and present. You know, uh, membership to GACNI is not cheap. And staying in Atlanta in the hotels are not cheap. So I got to make sure this is a pretty good uh, presentation. Yeah. So tangent there. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like this because it makes me wait more. And I got to get home so I can work on my PhD. Uh, but no, I like esports. It's just, and other coaches will agree. Um, if you're by yourself, if you're running multiple games because, you know, the kids love it, you want to provide the kids with as much opportunity as possible. It just becomes a lot. I become less of a coach and more of like a administrator because I'm trying to like set up all the different games, especially Thursday. Thursday, there are a lot of games going on. And my kid's playing every single one of them. And you might be thinking, well, that's nobody's fault but me. Because I'm the one that let it happen. But again, I I want to give my students as many opportunities as I can to play the games that they want to play. And that just means some self-sacrifice on my part. But that doesn't mean I can't be all up in my feels about it. <laughs> Sometimes when I want to be. Um... So, yeah, so ba basically what this is saying is, okay, I have an opponent, they're TBD, it's been 30 minutes, they haven't shown up, I've got to go to the Q system, hopefully the Q system will find me an opponent within 30 minutes, and then we play. And the reason I don't like that is that because that puts me at school later when I want to go home. Uh, but if you... You know, if it doesn't find somebody, you just, you have to make sure that your students stay in the match lobby for at least 30 minutes. Do not let them leave uh, because you have to let that 30 minutes pass before you can, you know, get a, get a buy, get like, uh, we win. Um, so next is opponent shows up as TBD. If you're a scheduled match and it shows the opponent as TBD, you will be expected to go through the match queue process at match time. Navigating to your scheduled match page at match time as normal and follow the instructions displayed for using match queue. Okay, so I've never done that. Um, I think that's new because I've, I've never done that and I've all... I've also never had an opponent show up as TBD. That's never happened to me. Uh, maybe some of you who this has happened to, you can leave your comments below if this is new or if you had to do this last year. Uh, but basically, if this happens, you will go to your page, you log into your Play Versus account, and there should be some instructions on how you get to the match queue and go through that process to find another team. Um, equipment setup, restart all consoles, computers at least one hour before the scheduled matches and te test each game client by loading into a private match lobby. Technical failure of equipment. If a player encounters any equipment problems during any phase of the setup process, the player must alert and notify a coach and then the coach will alert a league official immediately. Technical support. Coaches must be available to assist with the setup process and any troubleshoot, any problems encountered during the pre-match setup period. Timeliness of match start. It is expected that players will resolve any issues within the setup process within the allotted time, that's the 30 minutes, and the match will begin in the scheduled time. 
Delays due to setup problems may be permitted at the sole discretion of league officials. All players must compete or must be in the game lobby to be considered present. Teams that are over 30 minutes late will forfeit their match. No opponent. Teams may not start a match without opponent present and ready. Alrighty. Game lobby creation and post-game process. Game lobby creation and post-game process steps for each esport can be found in their respective rulebooks. Game rules. Detailed game rules for each esport can be found in their respective rulebooks. And I've been making some videos over these. I haven't got around to making all of them. Uh, I was in the process of, of that, but uh, then they updated all of their rules. So I have to go back and look at the new rules that have been made and any kind of changes. And I can start making those episodes just to help you guys out. All right, definitions of terms. Unintentional disconnection. A player loses connection to the game due to a problem or issues with the game client, platform, network, or console. Intentional disconnection. A player losing connection to a game due to the player's action, such as quitting the game. Any action of a player that leads to a disconnection shall be deemed intentional regardless of the actual intent of the player. Server crash. All players losing connection to a game due to an issue with the game server, play versus platform, or venue internet instability. Game of record. The game of record definitions, explanations applicable to each esport can be found in their respective rulebooks. Stoppage of play. If a player intentionally disconnects without notifying a coach or league official or pausing, a league official is not required to enforce a stoppage. During any pause or stoppage, players may not leave the match area unless authorized by their head coach. Direct pause. League officials may order the pause of a match or execute a pause command on any player station at the sole discretion of the league officials at any time. Unauthorized pause. If a player pauses or unpauses a game without permission from the coaches, it will be considered unfair play and penalties may be applied at the discretion of league officials. Game-specific pause rulings. For specific rules on how to handle or execute pauses, please refer to your game-specific rulebook. Game restarts. The decision to which conditions may justify a restart are solely up to the discretion of the league officials. Uh, restart after game of record. The following are examples of situations in which a game may be restarted after the game of record has been established. 1. If the game experiences a critical bug at any point during the match which significantly alters game stats or gameplay mechanics. 2. A league officials determine that there are environmental conditions that are unfair, such as excessive noise, hostile weather, unacceptable safety risk. Controlled environments. Certain conditions may be preserved in the event of a restart of a game that has not reached game of record. If, however, a match has reached game of record, then league officials shall not retain any settings. Player confirmation of settings. Each team captain shall verify that every player on his or her team has finalized their intended game settings before the game of record is established. Any error in verification, in verification is not grounds for a game restart after game of record is established. Post-game process. Break duration. Teams may take time between games for quick breaks such as needed. Breaks between games should not exceed more than five minutes in order to assure a timely finish. 
If teams need more time, so the coaches may communicate with each other using the play versus lobby chat and agree to take longer breaks. If a team is attempting to stall the start of the next game, they may be penalized by league officials after official review. Tech Notes After each game, players will identify any tech issues with their coach that may require fixing before the next game begins. This will allow their coach to communicate with the other team on any delays. A poach, a poach, <laughs> post-match process. Okay, so this is a change. Uh, winning coaches are required to submit, submit, I'm getting tired. Winning coaches are required to submit the match results. It actually used to be the home team, but now it is the winning team. Next match. Players will be informed of their current standings in the competition, including their next next scheduled match through the Play Versus platform. Result of forfeiture. Matches won by forfeit will be reported by the minimum score it would take for one team to win a match, i.g. 2-0 for the best of two and three matches. No other statistics will be recorded for forfeit matches. So this actually... Uh, for a lack of better word, just sucks. Um, it is better to p- uh, play a game and lose than it is to win by a forfeit because you literally get no stats from a forfeit. So you want the stats. You want to play as many games as possible. You do not want forfeits. And that is why they're being so strict about the two forfeits with playoffs because they want students to play because they are paying. So just keep that in mind. Uh, results of buy matches won by a buy will be reported by the minimum score it would take so again you don't really want to win by a buy either because you don't get the stats that help you progress <laughs> in the standings so you definitely don't want that all right all righty match making spectating during a match a team's coat may may request team coat a team's coat may request permission from the opposing team's coach to use a game's in-game spectating feature for the purpose of a stream, broadcast, or VOD review. In order to request permission, the coach must do the following. State their intention to spectate in the match in the play versus match lobby chat. State the number of spectator slots they will require. And state the purpose of the request in order to ensure it is for a stream, broadcast, or VOD review. The imposing coach may then accept the quest by clearly stating play versus match chat that they understand the request and and are allowing spectators to join their match. Spectating Discord. If at any point between the game of a match, a coach or team does not feel comfortable with the opposing team having spectators, they may state clearly in the lobby chat that they wish for the spectators to be removed and the reason for their removal. At the time, the request may be honored or the request must be honored, and the spectators must be removed for the start of the next game. Spectating Latency In adding spectators to a game, this may call network latency issues for players. Spectators will not be allowed to use the in-game spectating tools during a match. At the moment, we have the <laughs> determined the following competitive matches will not be spectated due to this problem. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Splatoon 3, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, so those are all Nintendo titles. And everybody knows that Nintendo's internet service 
is garbage. <laughs> no offense. Uh, compared to all the other services like PlayStation Network or Xbox Live. But Nintendo only charges $20 for their online service, which is the cheapest out of all of them. And when it works, it's great. So you can't have any spectators on the Nintendo matches uh, because they will cause you to have problems. Uh, reschedules. Let's talk about reschedules. Timeliness of reschedules. All reschedules must be completed within the allowed rescheduled time frame shown in the Play Versus product. The date will be available will be shown when using the reschedule feature for a scheduled match. Failure to play a match within this time frame may result in a forfeit for both teams. Except exceptions may be made by league officials in unforeseeable, avoidable circumstances. Uh, so that is pretty steep that if you guys do not play a match, you do not reschedule one, both teams could get a forfeit, which is bad. You do not want that. Optional reschedules. Reschedules are optional for both coaches in a match. Let me rephrase that. Not even rephrase. Let me restate that. Reschedules are optional for both coaches in a match. Optional is the word there. A coach with a missing player or a malfunction console may request a reschedule, choose to play at a disadvantage or forfeit. Coaches with the opponent request a reschedule may be chosen to be accepted or decline and the reschedule at their sole discretion. Exceptions will be made by league officials in unforeseeable and avoidable circumstances. Some examples are include but not limited to natural disasters, emergencies, or game outages. The reason I said this like I did is because we do not have to accept a reschedule if we do not want to. Um, I did have coaches, and I will not name any names, uh, who were very disrespectful to me about reschedules. Uh, again, because I've already mentioned that my students work and they can only get that one day off a week. And they got very angry and very belligerent uh, with the way they addressed me about and demanded how I had to accept the reschedule. And so that's why I said it the way I did. And to the coach who did that, you know who you are. Um, so just make sure that you understand that reschedules are optional. A reschedule match responsibility. Once a match has been rescheduled, it is the responsibility of both teams to be present and complete and ready to compete. Any team that is unable to compete in the reschedule will receive a forfeit regardless of the reschedule request. So if you request a reschedule and then you don't show up, you automatically get a forfeit. Uh, preseason reschedules. Preseason matches are not scheduled for any other day. Again, it's preseason. Preseason doesn't count, so you either have it or you don't. Uh, playoff reschedules. Teams may only request a 24-hour reschedule during playoffs. If a team is unable to complete or compete during the scheduled time frame, within a rescheduled time frame, a forfeit will be applied. If both teams fail to show up for a match or reschedule, they will both be eliminated from the playoff bracket. Uh, forfeits. All forfeits are finals. Matches that are forfeited at the coach's request or matches that receive an automatic forfeit cannot be replayed or overturned. Application of forfeits. Forfeits will be applied in the following cases. Number one, no-shows. Teams that are not present within 30 minutes of a match will receive a forfeit. 
Two, inability to compete. Teams that are unable to compete due to a lack of players or equipment malfunctions must reschedule a, you know, a match or receive a forfeit. Teams can play teams based on titles matching missed players, such as playing a 2v3 in Rocket League, rather than outright taking a forfeit without loss of play. Uh, so honestly, that's what I've done. If a team is missing one kid, I'm like, you're just going to have to play because I'd rather than play than take the forfeit. Uh, competitive ruling. Teams that engage in any behavior outlined in Section 12 may result in a forfeit of the match or matches. Incorrect or ineligible players. Players found to be in violation of Section 2 or Section 3 will result in forfeits for any matches in which they participate. Lack of coach communication. Teams that do cannot communicate in a timely manner described in Section 10 with league officials will be subject to forfeiture for any and all their teams with open matches. No coach available. Teams that do not have a coach or appointed coach available during a match will receive a forfeit for that match. Playing from home. Teams are allowed to play remotely from home or another location unless specified by their state organization, school, or athletic director. And again, in Georgia, we cannot play from home. Timely communication. Maintain open and frequent communication. Communication issues with play versus league officials and opponent coaches, including players' change of information, tech issues, reschedule requests, or forfeits. Responding to a play versus league official and or opponent coach immediately within 24 hours to avoid a forfeit. Match day point of contact. Coaches must be uh, must provide a team point of contact with their current phone number and email, of which all lines of communication must remain open during the match and 30 minutes after match completion. This may include answering calls from play versus league officials and or the opponent during a match or 30 minutes after the match. The match day point of contact must be at least 18 years of age and cannot be a student enrolled in high school. Match Lobby Chat a coach from each team must be present and available in the match lobby chat on the play versus platform throughout the entire match for any communication needed through the match itself. Failure to do so may result in the loss from a coach's team. Now, I'll just tell you what I do um, because, again, I'm by myself this year and I have multiple teams. Uh, on my laptop, I will have the game chat open for each match that my team is participating in. And yes, that is a lot to keep up with. And sometimes I respond to the wrong person. But that's just because I have, you know, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday is going to be the problem. Because <laughs> uh, I'll have Rocket League and Hearthstone. And I know some schools have Rocket League, Hearthstone, Madden, and... um. I don't know. I can't remember what the other game is. So that's two teams per game. So you have to be in the match lobby chat for all of those games. So you just have to open up different tabs and have a laptop or a computer near you to do that. That's my recommendation. And that's what I do. Uh, let's say no response. Coaches should reach out to play versus support if any attempt to establish contact has been made and there's been no response from the opposing coach. This will allow us to resolve the issue with the league official. Team management. All teams enrolled by the registration deadline will be scheduled matches for the season. Enrolled teams must receive a match schedule and will be expected to compete in each match. Team enrollment deadlines. The enrollment deadlines for teams are outlined in the season schedule. This deadline may vary by league. Teams that are not enrolled 
on or before the deadline, may not be eligible to compete in the current season. League officials reserve the right to make any changes necessary after this deadline is closed. Team unenrollment. If team unenrollment is defined as the removal of a team from a current season, team unenrollment is not reversible and should be carefully considered for a team is enrolled. Once a team has been enrolled, the team will forfeit all open and future matches. Reason for unenrollment. Teams that unenroll will be required to describe the reason for unenrolling at a time of unenrollment. Teams may unenroll at any point in the season for reasons including but not limited to 1. Loss of player due to academic eligibility, relocation, competitive ruling, or lack of interest. 2. Ongoing IT or network issues. 3. Accidental enrollment. League officials may use team unenrollment as a competitive ruling for the reasons including but not limited to 1. Violation of the player versus rulebook or terms of service. 2. Failure to meet the team eligibility requirements. 3. Excessive forfeits. 4. Failure to appear in matches without communications between teams and their opponents or league officials. 5. League help. Um, so yeah, I actually had to unenroll a team. It was a, I think a Rocket League team. I just had kids that just stopped showing up and it just wasn't fair to the other schools that they were playing. So I just unenrolled them and it was just because my students just stopped showing up mid-season. And honestly, if students do that, I prevent them from entering the esports program for a full year after that. Uh, because that kind of behavior is just unacceptable. You know, you have to commit because these are a lot of these are team based sports. So just make sure that you really talk to your students about committing to esport. It's it's not a club. It's competitive. You know, I could I could never imagine what would happen if a football player just decided midway through the football season that they were not going to play football anymore. It's unheard of. So I don't know why um, esports coaches are you know. Students just think that we're going to accept that because esports isn't on the same level as other sports. So just make sure your students know the importance of committing and showing up. And that's one of the reasons why I charge my students money because then they have skin in the game. You know, they've invested. And for a lot of them, $30 is a lot. So I, I don't go over that, but it gets them invested where they have some responsibility. Um, yeah. So break week designation during the enrollment process, uh, you could just get a break. Um, and it's just a sweet, sweet break to relax. And I just on break week a little bit earlier, but I, I should not just on break week because I'm constantly complaining about how I'm a, a year round sport and I get no break except holidays. So I, I should take break week. Thank you for break week. <laughs> Please keep break week. Uh, player conduct. Uh, conduct. Okay. So for additional details, see our player code of conduct and terms of service. And yeah, those are there for you if you want to go through them. Uh, competition conduct. Unfair play. No cheating. The following actions will be considered unfair play and will be subject to penalties at the discretion of league officials. If anyone is suspected of using exploits or glitches to gain an unfair advantage, please open a ticket with customer experience team and report the matter. 
uh, collusion is defined as any agreement between two or more players and or confederates to disadvantage opposing uh, players. Collusion includes, but is not limited to, acts such as soft play, which defines any agreement between two or more players to not damage, impede, or otherwise play a reasonable standard of competition in a game. Signaling. Sending or receiving signals, electronic or otherwise, from a confederate to from a player. Match fixing. Deliberately losing a game for compensation or for any other reason or attempt to induce another player to do so. Competitive integrity. Teams are expected to play at their best at all times within any game leagues and to avoid any behavior inconsistent with the principles of good sportsmanship, honesty, and fair play. Uh, I had this problem with one of my League of Legends teams. Uh, they would get mad, and then when they, they would get mad and lose, they would become toxic, and then they would start intentionally doing like silly or dumb things in the game and not really playing the game. And I got on to them about that, and uh, I pulled them from one of their uh, games during a season and they lost because, you know, that kind of stuff is unacceptable. Um, as coaches, it's part of our job to teach students what to do in the face of loss. And listen, I know that losing can be frustrating. Right now, I'm trying to climb the Hearthstone letter <laughs> from Diamond to Legend. I'm going to get very frustrated. But, you know, we need to teach students how to just correctly harness that into doing better like i had a league of legends team that would do that they would get all salty and up in their feels because they lost and the reason why they lost is because they wouldn't play at home together outside of practice which i continually told them and then the second game they would just throw the game or not try or somebody would intentionally feed but just make sure that your students aren't doing that and if they are try to correct them uh, hacking. Hacking is defined by any modification to a game client by any player, team, or person acting on behalf of the players or team. Exploiting. Exploiting is defined as intentionally using any in-game bug to seek an advantage. Exploiting includes, but it's not limited to, acts such as game glitches or any other game function that, in the sole determination of league officials, is not functioning as intended. Any matches, disputes, or submission involving possible player exploiting the game will need to be backed by video or screenshot proof. If a player is found to be using an in-game exploit to gain an advantage during a match, their team will be given a loss of that game and may be subject to further penalties at the discretion of league officials. Spectating monitors. Looking at or attempting to look at spectator monitors. Ringing. Players under another player's account on soliciting, inducing, encouraging, or directing somebody else to play under another player's account. Cheating methods. The use of any kind of cheating device or cheating program or any similar cheating uh, methods such as signal devices, hand signals, etc. Intentional disconnection. An intentional disconnection without a proper and explicitly stated reason. Uh, league discretion. Any other future act... Uh, sorry, any other further act, failure to act, or behavior which is the sole judgment of league officials violates these rules and or the standards of integrity established by the league for competitive play. Profanity and hate speech. A team member may not use language in or out of the game that is obscene, foul, ver uh, vulgar, insulting, threatening, abusive, libelous. hatred, or discriminatory conduct, 
in or near the match area at any time. A team member may not use any facilities, services, or equipment provided or made available by the league or its contractors to post, transmit, disseminate, or otherwise make available any such prohibited communications. A team member may not use this type of language on social media or during any public-facing events such as streaming. Uh, so if you have kids that are streaming, make sure that they are not uh, using profanity or hate speech because they can be um, suffered uh, penalties for that. Disruptive behavior or insults. A team member may not take any action or perform any gestures in or out of the game directing at an opposing team member, fan, official, or exciting any other individual to do the same, which is insulting, mocking, disruptive, or antagonistic. And antagonizing. Oh my god, I'm messing up today. Abusive behavior. Abuse of league officials, opposing team members, or audience members will not be tolerated. Repeated adequate violations, in, including but not limited to touching another player's console, body, or property, will result in penalties. Team members and their guests, if any, must treat all individuals attending a match with respect. Unauthorized communication. All mobile phones, tablets, and other voice-enabled or ringing electronic devices must be removed from the play area before the game. Players may not text, email, or use social media while, the match, while in the match area. During a match, communication by the starter shall be limited to players on the starter's team. Apparel. Team members may wear apparel with multiple logos, patches, or promotional language. Play versus reserves the right at all times to impose a ban on objectionably offensive apparel. Advertisement of any non-over-the-counter drug, tobacco product, firearm, handgun, or ammunition. Contain any material that is... Uh, you know, defaming, if it's obscene, profane, repulsive, offensive, uh, describes the depiction of any internal bodily functions or internal conditions that are not considered socially acceptable topics, uh, advertising any pornogra- uh, pornography, you know, websites or products, disparage, disparaging um, any libel against opposing team or any other person, entity, or product, Uh, The league reserves the right to refuse entry or continued participation in the match to any team member who does not comply with the rules. Uh, Identity. A player may not cover up his or her face and attempt to conceal their identity from league officials. Unsportsmanlike behavior. So this might be something you definitely want to go over with your students. I know my biggest problems that I have with students is they tend to drop a, you know, a a bad word here and there, which I immediately get on to them about and correct the behavior or toxic behavior. And they start yelling and screaming at each other. So just make sure you've gone over these with your students. Uh, Unsportsmanlike behavior, responsibility under the code. Unless expressly stated otherwise, offenses and infringements of these rules are punishable, whether or not they were committed intentionally. Attempts to commit such offenses of infringements are also punishable. Harassment. Harassment is forbidden. Harassment is defined as systemic, hostile, and repeated actions taking place over a considerable amount of time and or a singular egregious instance, which is and are intended to isolate or ostracize a person or affect the dignity of a person. Sexual harassment. It is forbidden. It is defined as unwelcome sexual advances. 
The assessment is based on whether a reasonable person would regard the conduct as undesirable or offensive. There is zero tolerance for any sexual threats or, uh, oh goodness, I cannot talk, coercion, or the promise of advantages in exchange for sexual favors. In any instance of sexual harassment or sexual misconduct aimed at one's teammate, opponent, team staff, or play league official will result in an immediate ban. Teams who have witnessed this kind of behavior of this nature by another player are expected to immediately report it to their coach or a play versus league official. Discrimination. Teams may not offend the dignity or integrity of a country, private person, or group of people through discriminatory language, such as, you know, the accounts of race, skin color, uh, ethnic, national, social, gender, language, religion, political opinion, any other political opinion, financial status, birth, or any other status, sexual orientation. Game developer punishment. If a team member is found guilty and punished by the game developer, league officials may assign an additional penalty at their sole discretion. Uh, player behavior investigation. If play versus or games respective publisher has violated the game's term of use or any other rules of the esport, league officials may assign penalties at their sole discretion. If a league official contacts a team member to discuss the investigation, the team member is obligated to tell the truth. If a team member withholds any information or misleads a league official creating an obstruction of the investigation, the team and the team member is subject to punishment. Criminal activity. A member may not engage in any activity which is prohibited by common law, statute, or treaty, which leads may which may lead to reasonable deem or lead to a conviction in any court of competent jurisdiction. Confidentiality. A team member may not disclose any confidential information provided by the league or any affiliate of play versus any mention of communication, including all social media, so don't be posting things. Uh, bribery. No team member may offer any gift or reward to a player, coach, manager, league official, play versus employee, or person connected with or employed by another play versus team, and services, promises rendered or to be rendered in defeating or attempting to defeat a competing, uh, competing team. Noncompliance. No team member may refuse to fail to apply the reasonable instructions or decisions of league officials. Match fixing. No team member may offer, agree, conspire, or attempt to influence the outcome of a game by any means that are prohibited by the law or these rules. Document or miscellaneous request. Documentations or other reasonable items may be required at various times throughout the league as requested by league officials. If the documents is not completed to the standards set by play versus, then a team may be subject to penalties. Penalties may be imposed if the items requested are not received and completed at the required time. Association with gambling. No team member or league official may take part either directly or indirectly in the betting or gambling on any results of play versus tournaments or match globally. Subject to penalty. 
Any person having found engaged in or attempted to engage in any acts that Play versus Believes in its soul and absolutely discretion constitutes unfair play will be subjected to penalty. The nature and the, the uh, extent of the penalty imposed due to such acts shall be at the sole and absolute discretion of league officials. All right, coach conduct. So this is for coaches. Uh, be respectful. Be respectful to all players, coaches, and play versus league officials. Two, be responsible. Be responsible for all of your affiliated teams and players. Team three. Team three. Three, manage equipment. Manage all the equipment that your students will use. Four, communication. We must practice open and free communication and make sure we are communicating with people in a timely manner. Uh, five, be present. We need to be present, especially in Georgia, physically, so we can monitor the students as they play their match. Uh, six, follow and enforce the league rules. So follow the rules that are given to us by GHSA and play VS. And no coaching during a live game. Coaches may not speak to or coach their players during a live game, so make sure you're not doing that. Spirit of the rules. Finality of decisions. All decisions. Deci- uh, all decisions regarding the interpretation of these rules, player eligibility, scheduling, and the staging of leagues and penalties for misconduct lie solely with play versus the decisions of which are final. Play versus decisions with respect to the rules cannot be appealed and shall not give rise to any claim for monetary damages or any other legal or equitable remedy. Rules of change. These rules may be amended, modified, or supplemented by play versus. From time to time, in order to ensure fair play and the integrity of the league, major changes to this document will be communicated. However, these rules may be updated at any time without formal notification. Uh, I'm sure you're seeing my my other cat, Aoife. I actually have three of them. Uh, she's the newest one. We found her on the side of the road. Poor baby. And nursed her to health. So if I can get her to come over here for you. You gonna come over here and say hi? No, you gonna sit there? She's going to sit off screen. Okay. Anyway, basically play versus reserves the right to update the rules and best interests of the league. League officials at all times may act with the necessary authority to preserve what is best in and for the league. So that is the high school rule book. It is a lot um, on top of having to know this, you also have to know the individual rules for the games you're playing. So it is just a lot to put on um, coaches. So if you can, uh, I recommend you have a couple of assistant coaches who can hopefully help you. You might be a one-man band like me. And my recommendation is keep a printed copy of each rules for each game. And then while your students are like setting up, you can easily like flip to the page where it's like, this is where you set up. This is how you play. This is how you report the rules. It's just good to like have a hard copy and especially like maybe tab the important pages like for Super Smash. I always forgot how you picked the maps. So I would always have that like tabbed 
where I could flip to it very quickly on game day and reread. <laughs> Thankfully, my students were better at remembering than I was, but still, it's part of my job as a coach and something I need to know. So I hope you guys uh, learned something from that. Like I said, I knew this episode was going to be uh, very long when I started it. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It's something that you need to know. And again, I'll post all these links um, in this episode for the audio podcast. I'll post them in the episode description. Um, because if you are a coach, you know, this is good to know. So I hope you enjoyed that. As you can see, my camera cut out again. So I'll end the episode here. I hope everybody has a good day. I look forward to the start of the season next week. And I'm wishing everybody the best. Bye.